Welcome back to another episode of Boiler Up, Power Down, with your very favorite hosts. This week's episode is, again, interviewing some of our peers, right, Naveen? Yes, sir. You're so bad at continuing on the conversation. Yeah, I'm terrible. This is why. <laughs> this is why. This is why. I'm the better host. You heard it here first. I, 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 I don't <laughs> know about that one. That's, that's, uh, a, that's a long stretch, but... A okay. plus for effort. A plus for effort. Okay, whatever. All right, let's let's dive into this episode. All right, next we have Andrew. Andrew's on the ESS board with us from because he's got the faculty outreach plug. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit, Andrew? Yeah, so I'm Andrew. I'm a senior in ECE. Uh, this is my last semester. I should be graduating in the spring. Uh, please. <laughs> I really hope so. Same here, buddy. I feel that, bro. I feel that. And um, so electrical engineering, um, and I should be going to Texas Instruments, assuming I don't fail, uh, for full-time work. Where? Dallas. Oh. Uh, DMOS oh, 6. What work you doing? Yeah, so I'm going to be a manufacturing product engineer, if you want the fancy title. Wow. Uh, which is essentially like when a wafer has a bunch of bad devices on it, we look at how the devices failed and like if there's a pattern to it and try and trace back the tool or the process that caused Dude, the I'm failure. doing the exact same thing at AMD. Yeah, it's called product development engineering, but I'm literally doing the exact same thing you said. Okay, yeah. I've had so much trouble describing that to people. You described it really well. Yeah, so we call it product engineering at TI. Oh, that's time, what that is. Time to steal the description, I mean. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm so is. excited I met someone who's going into the same field as me. You have exciting. no idea. It's like, really cool, else, yeah, It is it? really cool. It is really cool. It's, it's a really, like, generalist position. You can yeah. do a lot of little things. Yeah, and, like, you learn so much from it, too, because you're covering a lot of, like, you're learning a little bit about a lot of different fields, yeah. so it's really cool. I is love it, that. Would you consider it, like, verification engineering? No, no, it's a lot okay. more hands-off from the actual hardware aspect okay. of things. But okay. it's more on the manufacturing and, like, defect detection side of things if That's that makes exciting. sense it's like a qual quality engineering yeah. do you think? it's very it's similar kind of, okay yeah, okay where like quality would focus quality would collect the data right. and then we would use the data yes okay. yes all right all right okay so i guess first off like what's your favorite place that you've what's your favorite dream whoa <laughs> what is your dream travel destination um just really broadly, like the national parks out west, oh. absolutely, I've always wanted to go. Specifically, the place I want to go doesn't exist anymore, Hetch Hetchy. Um, it was John Muir's, like, place. Like, it was his thing. And he said it was better than Yosemite, even. Um, but they flooded it for a reservoir. Oof. Interesting. Where was it located? Somewhere in California? Or? California, yeah. Oh, Northern wow. or really Southern cool. or Middle? Like middle, it was a little bit okay. north of just Yosemite, if oh, I remember. Gotcha. Okay. okay. I used to call it Yosemite for the longest time. Yikes. Same. <laughs> I only found out because like it used to be the Apple default wallpaper on the Mac for like Yosemite? one of the Mac OSs. Right, yeah. Right, so right. then I looked it up and I was like, Yosemite, what is that? <laughs> I was like watching a YouTube video about it and I was like, oh, it's Yosemite. So I'm... I have said some really bad pronunciations. Like I I used to pronounce archipelago as archipelago because I had only <laughs> ever seen it written yeah. in like civilization games. Yeah. So I see yeah. I'm the only cultured one here. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay, Andrew, Andrew, what is your favorite chip? My favorite chip, uh, I really like the LM386. 
it's a one of those operational amplifiers where you don't need the negative rail. It's really convenient. Right. I mean, I like Lay's, but I was talking about Doritos. Yeah. But oh. Yeah. Uh. I mean, that works too. I do that works too. You want to ask the EC question? Yeah. Since Andrew's already a little bit more into the EC field, as you can tell. Yes. Um, we know that you've worked a lot with like engineering education, and you've done research mm. with that as well. Could you talk about that a little bit more? Yeah. So I'm with the Engineering Gift Guide, which is part of Inspire, which is part of engineering education. And engineering education, if you don't know, they're the ones responsible for first year engineering. Okay. Um, and it's only a, if you want to get in a degree, if you want to get a degree in it, it's going to be like graduate level. I don't think they have undergrad degrees. Uh, but my, res it, my research with air quotes there is um, we have an engineering gift guide that goes out annually that's just like, hey, here's a bunch of toys that are genuinely very good at teaching like engineering principles to kids. Interesting. So like that's awesome. programming games and uh, even just building or like circuits games, stuff like that. And it, we're just looking at them and saying, okay, well, is it good? Is it good at doing engineering? And would a kid actually want this? that sort of stuff. And so we put out a big old guide on our website for parents and guardians to look at and be like, oh, well, you know, the, uh, what's a good one? Potato Pirates. Potato Pirates is a great one. Uh, Potato Pirates looks fun and it's like 15 bucks. I'll get it for my kids. What is, uh, what is Potato Pirates? Oh, Potato Pirates. Let me tell you about okay, Potato Okay. Pirates. Okay. He's got opinions. <laughs> uh, it's a Singapore company, if I remember right. Uh, they made their first game like three years ago. It's a card game, and it's meant to teach coding, where every player has like a bunch of potatoes, and really they're just like cotton balls that have been painted brown. Okay. And you have these cards that are like for this amount of time, and then you have another card that says do this thing, and you're trying to kill all of the other kill air quotes again but you're trying to like get rid of everybody else's potato crew so you would put down like four or five times remove one crew from another player or something like that That's smart it sounds like a really complicated version of battleship and i don't know if i'm mentally Whoa. capable Whoa. of handling it Whoa. it's not not really but... Naveen and i are too sleep deprived for this right now like, i don't even i don't even know what Naveen is saying right now but no, it's a really fun game i I actually haven't played it, but when it was tested, like, I think it was t an hour, two hours straight of just four, three or four of our testers having the greatest time of their lives. Wow, that sounds like fun. I know a lot fun. of the, um, the engineering 131 and 132 professors, a lot of them have degrees in engineering education, at least mine did. Yeah, so yes. um, we sp I specifically work under Dr. Tamara Moore, uh, who teaches those classes. Ah, okay. And um, every once in a while, I'll walk past. I had Professor Hines for my right, right, right. 131. Mm -hmm. And every once in a while, I'll pass him in the hallway in the E&E suite. Yeah. Uh, sorry to interject, um, but for the listeners, because Naveen, you know, never thinks about the listener. Uh, 131, wow. <laughs> 131 is a class in our FYE program, the first year engineering program that teaches you a lot about design constraints and how to work around design constraints using Excel as a kind of medium. And Engineering 132 does the same thing, but with MATLAB. And you work in these groups of four, and you solve problems, basically. That's the entire class, I would say. Um, all right, Naveen, you can go back to asking your questions. 
I totally lost track of what I was asking. Oh my gosh. Um, Can't believe you've done this. I know. <laughs> what is your favorite project? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not going to talk about senior design because it was cool, but it wasn't my favorite. Okay. My favorite was actually the final project for EC337. Oh. The USB module? Yes. Yeah. Ah. yeah. I loved that. So that's the ASIC design laboratory. Right. Uh, where you spend an entire semester just using system Verilog, and it's very painful and very fun. <laughs> um, I, I took it online, so the wait time for TAs was like two hours. Yep. Yeah, nice. yeah, I took it online as well. Sounds was, about right. Yeah, uh, but I absolutely adored everything we did in that class, as painful and terrible as it was <laughs> with the deadlines and the amount of work. And that USB module, where we were just given the USB, what was it, 1.1 spec? Yeah, I think And basically it. told, okay, well, make this. Yeah. <laughs> a USB transmitter and receiver that was, like, USB spec compliant. Yeah. Was... And I've, I've always liked projects like that, where you have something at the end of it that's actually useful. Like, uh, 270, I don't know if they still do it like this. When I took it, there was the final project, which was, like, a simple computer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then right before that, that was a calculator. The calculator was the so cool. The calculator was so cool. Yeah. The computer was, like, uh what does it do though? No, I agree. The, the calculator lab was probably the most fun. Cause like All Sarah right. and I were talking about this last time, but like the whole concept of instant gratification from 270. Yeah. No, where like, is it, we talked about 362, but 270 also, also has very similar yeah. where like, you know, you, you, you write something, you finish the lab and then at the end you have this final really clean thing that you can say, Hey, every single component of this, I know how it works. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, at the end during it, not so fun, <laughs> but you know, at the end, very awesome. No, 337 was very similar. Yeah, to that. again, yeah, 337 sure. is just one of those classes that's just like, I want to say like high risk, high return, but it's like, you know, just a lot, a lot of work, but a lot, a lot of gratification. Yeah, I almost took 437. Then I decided I valued my sanity. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> that's 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 what I hear from most people. I mean, Naveen here took 437. Do you even Hasht rem hashtag no regrets, bro? Do you remember anything from that class? I remember pipelining. That's all okay. I got. That's all I got for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Honestly, I kind of regret that I wasn't able to take mark the rtl block johnson's class in person <laughs> mark the rtl block johnson yeah. that's hilarious i haven't heard that one before Does that's he so know funny. it's his nickname um one of my friends who came up with it he did tell him i think like once or twice and he seemed to enjoy it i think that's a sick nickname <laughs> he's a Ralph. very he's a very chill guy yeah yeah he is he's I'm very like, helpful too i've actually never had him because i was i mean i personally didn't like 270 which meant that I really shouldn't have gone into 337 and 437, like the ASIC design route. But I just, a lot of my friends have taken that route. And I was, you know, semester, they take 437. I never see them, but they get jobs because of it. Naveen got a job because of it. Pretty, yes. pretty much. Yeah, okay. He's, st <laughs> he's staring off into space there. I wasn't sure if he's still with us. Yeah. Do you want to wrap it up? Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on, Andrew. This was great. <laughs> All right. I'm out of here. <laughs> Now we have fellow ambassador Jake. Jake, do you want to introduce yourself? What's up, everybody? I'm Jake. I'm a sophomore in computer engineering here at Purdue. Um, I'm taking classes like ECE 337, ASIC design, and 362 microcontrollers right now. So I have a pretty, pretty tough workload, but along with that, I'm trying to balance being an ambassador for ECE 
and also being involved in RUF Reform University Fellowship here on campus. So, oh, that's how you know Nathan. Yeah, <laughs> okay, okay, know Nathan. okay, okay, okay. Nathan's just out here networking. I'm not. I don't even know. No, no it's because like a couple days ago, one of my good friends, Nathan Walsh, I saw him on his Instagram story, and I'm like, gotcha. I wonder how they know each other. But yeah, okay. Gotcha. Bro, I just right. do that like 30 second a day thing, and you would be surprised like how many people are like, "Yo, that's like somebody that I know." <laughs> Yeah. No, those videos are so entertaining to watch yeah. where it's like just one second a day for like the entire month. Oh, yeah, so it's just yeah, like a 30 yeah. second clip. It look, It's so nice to look at. All right. Let's 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 dive into questions, shall we? What's okay. your favorite restaurant, big guy? Bro, I love Raising Cane's. So like I come from... Controversial. Controversial. I like it, bro. What are you talking about? Hold on. I want to hear your reasoning first. So like I come from Southern Indiana. Okay. So like I'm close to getting like good chicken but not close enough. <laughs> so like having one up all the way in West Lafayette is just like insane. Um, so like my roommates were like, yo, you got to try Raising Cane's. It's so good. So I was like, bet I'm going to go. I'm going to try Raising Cane's. I did. Their sauce is like amazing. Top three sauce, like ketchup, yeah. Raising cane sauce, and then maybe like the Polynesian sauce from Chick-fil-A. <laughs> oh, the Chick-fil-A like sauce from Chick-fil-A. Three. What? Bro, yeah. I'm not a huge Chick-fil-A sauce. I'm going to get canceled for this. Yeah, you 100% are. You are definitely sauce. getting canceled is for that one, Is it controversial that you said canes? Because a lot of people that I know don't like canes because they say that it depends on the sauce too much. You know the wrong people, buddy. Oh, You know the sorry. wrong people. <laughs> I think that the chicken, I think that they like pre-make it, right? So it's not as like crispy. But that's my opinion. When I, like, first went. And it might have been, like, an off day for them, too. But I just haven't had it since. Because ha- I've had canes before back home. Yeah. So, like, I, I, I like canes, but. I just think that breading on the chicken is just oh. insane. It does hit. I was it does hit te- really the, hard. The Texas toast Oof. is the only thing that I like The lot. Texas toast also goes yeah. hard. It goes hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. Um, can you talk about some of your hobbies? I know that you have a bunch. Yeah, so um, one of the things I like to do to relieve stress, unfortunately, I'm not doing it as much this semester. I really should start up again. Um, I got to find somewhere in Elliott or somewhere, but I play the piano. So I've been playing piano for about 10 years, and uh, it's just one of those things that really helps me to unwind, especially with, like, all the school, the schoolwork and stuff. kind of just lets me, like, focus on something different. Um, I also rap in my free time and make beats. So I mean, we should like, do it. We should do a collab sometime. Oh, absolutely. I'm trying to get my rap career up and started, baby. Let's do it. Naveen times Jake, the collab. Let's go. We're, we're going for it, bro. <laughs> SoundCloud rapper. I'll be your biggest fan. Sorry, I can't spit bars. Our like one that. subscriber is Sarah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I'll just listen to it on repeat for a million times. <laughs> just like get the algorithm up. You know, yeah. we got to get right. this algorithm hidden. That's correct. Yes, sir. Yeah. You want to dive into EC questions now? Yeah. So uh, this is a question that I like asking, but what's your highlight moment in EC? I know that last night you had quite the all-nighter. I, I sure did. So for 362, I had like a lab that was due. And you know how the snow day, you know, they were like extending some things. So I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't need to go into lab today and finish up this lab. Mm-hmm. So I finished it up on Saturday, you know, I was feeling real good. I had all my lights blinking. Nice. And then I I look later in lab because I'm going to go get it checked off. It's completely wiped out. The computer has completely just destroyed my work. So I'm like, "Yo, I am screwed. I have so much to do this week with like another EC362 lab that I got to do." Right. So I got to pull an all-nighter and try to get like two labs done in one night. So I go at it. I start at like 10 o'clock and I'm like, man, we're, we're getting some things done. 
and then I go I go to like the EE the you know what's that big lecture hall 129 129. Oh, oh, 129. Okay. I bring the Nintendo GameCube oh my gosh. for a break. I plug it in and I'm like playing Luigi's Mansion, like the <laughs> scariest Nintendo game possible. And it's like, you know what? Life is life is kind of good, but at the same yeah. time, you know, 362 is kind of kicking my butt as far as time goes. Yeah. So. It's not a tough course. It's just like the time that you have to put into it just takes so long. 362 is always one of those like harder classes. I know I personally, my biggest fear is when I finish a lab and then my computer wipes it, right? Oh. So what I do is I go on GitHub and make a repository. Yes. And then I, I was just about to say, code. rule one of writing code is yeah. version control, baby. Yeah. Always have a backup on it's, the cloud. Absolutely. It's not like I know how to use Git, but I know that it's good for you. Pull, push, add, commit. These are the only four four commands that are useful. Apparently, you can merge sometimes, but that's only if you're working with other people. But push, pull, add, and commit. Dash M for the message. Facts. Absolutely. That's the only thing I know. Double dash for add all. Mm, mm, See, I didn't even know that. Um, Okay. So what field of ECE do you want to pursue as a career? Because you're like a sophomore, but you're taking all the junior level classes right now. Right. So for me, 270 was like my favorite class. I took 264 in my um, in the spring of my freshman year. So I loved 264. But when I took 270, it was like, man, this is right up my alley. I want to go into like firmware engineering. Man. So I applied for like some firmware engineering roles, and I landed an internship with Mercury and West Lafayette. Oh, Sick. I've so, heard of them. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really excited. It's going to be really cool to do like what I love actually in a job environment because yeah. I've just like my entire life I've wanted to like do what I love for my job. So like this summer I'm just really excited to like apply what I've learned in a college environment and like a job environment. So in like the ASIC design area you're trying to go more into design and not like verification. Right. Okay. I would definitely like to stay away from test benches as much as possible. <laughs> we'll see how the semester goes along, you know, with I mean... 337, but um, I do want to take uh, computer architecture right. 437 in the fall. It's a huge time commitment, but yeah. you know that's that's going to be up my alley. Get to make like your own CPU, so I'm I'm going to be really psyched about that. So Dual maybe core. maybe I end up going the computer computer architecture yeah. or CPU design route. We'll see. Yeah, in terms of anyone who's interested in the semiconductor industry, I think probably the most useful class to take here at Purdue is 437, just because of the like yes. the range of concepts it covers. And like most of the interviews that I had that were even remotely connected to the semiconductor industry, all of them had some question that linked to a concept that I learned in EC 437. Yes. So 10 out of 10 would recommend. It's also a 10 out of 10 time commitment, but oh, yeah. I mean, it pays yeah, off. So. 100%. Like if I never took 437, but my friends like Naveen who take it, you never see him. We're friends. <laughs> what? 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 Okay. No. Acquaintances that I have in ECE. Much who, better. <laughs> <laughs> acquaintances that I have in ECE who take 437, you never see them. But so many people get jobs just because of 437 oh, yeah. absolutely it's insane yeah like i've heard the number of people that i've heard that have been like yeah this employer has like hired me because of the stuff that i learned yep. in 437 it's just yeah. amazing it's, that you can become that marketable it really is like it's a it's a very special class because i did hear that a lot of other colleges don't offer something like that right experience um Naveen's just shrugging at me. He's like, I don't know, man. I'm not sure, bro. I don't follow other schools. Purdue all the way, baby. <laughs> I don't even look at other schools. Okay. They don't matter. They're insignificant. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to have to cut that part out. But, um, you know, just 437 is just so great. Like, 
in doubly as well like it doesn't matter what i'm doing i always had some sort of like computer architecture question yeah i'd always have to like skirt around it and be like hey, you know i know microprocessors like microcontrollers maybe you can ask me questions about that and then they will and then i'm then they're like well you know you don't really know computer architecture but you can learn on the fly and i'm like Ugh. I wish I took 437 now. <laughs> I've heard the amount of things that you like actually learn in a job, like in the job market is like in a year is like more than you'll learn in your undergraduate career. Yeah. That's something that I heard last night. And I was like, that's kind of wild. Like, I wonder how much, you know, everybody's going to learn in their internships this summer. It's, it's really crazy. Yeah. You're going to have to keep us updated on it. I mean, we're going to, we're going to leave, but you got to keep us updated on how much you learn. Yeah. I'm keeping no ties to this institution. Once I dip, I'm out. What happened to to Purdue all the way? You're going to see me until May 10, baby. And that's it. Bro. We're graduating on the 13th. Okay. 13. (laughs) I know, bro. What can I say? Yeah. You got to come back and give those referrals out. Yes, sir. Oh. There, you go. there you go. There you go. Got him. I know. I know. He's like, oh, she got me. I do have to come back, I guess. AMG is a really great company, and so is Mercury. So congratulations on your internship. For Thank sure. you. I appreciate it. My goal is to actually come back to Purdue in the fall for like IR. I've like asked AMD if they'll send me, and they're like, oh, we love sending our new college graduates. So that's... you might see me in a couple months, my guy. That's wild. <laughs> I'll be at those career fairs. I'm so super excited. I'll be looking for you. I'm super stoked. I'm you know, I hope you don't pass out from heat exhaustion. <laughs> I know a lot of people at IR, Industrial Roundtable. Um, it's a career fair here at Purdue for mostly engineering uh, students to get internships. There are over like 90 companies that come to this career fair, and a lot of students get their internships from IR. And I mean, I guess I'll see Naveen too. That would be, be kind of funny. I do want to see. I just want to see you, but I'm gonna show up in the the classic drip shorts with the suit, you know, uh, ju- just to full send it. Oh, I'm, absolutely! No, I know that no. polo golf middle aged dad look. Yeah, middle aged dad, that's hilarious. Boomer Vivek, dude. Boomer Vivek's gonna be there. I know a lot of people at IR like they dress really nicely because they want to make a really good impression, but they don't realize that it's like 95 degrees out. Yeah. Back when it was in person, these days it's virtual just because just because of the COVID situation. But back in like our freshman, sophomore year when we had IR, at least for me and Naveen, people would be like passed out because it was just so hot and you're oh, standing yeah. in line. It's crazy. Yeah, I, never, I know. Yeah. I sweat so much at IR. It was like ridiculous. And I'm from India, dude. So, like, <laughs> if I sweat, it's bad. I only went to I only went to Boilermaker Circuit because I didn't want to pass out because I my body like I just I'll pass out if dude it's too every time I think both freshman and sophomore year I had a time conflict with Boilermaker Circuit so I could only go for like an hour max. Boilermaker Circuit is only for ECE kids so in freshman year I don't know what oh, you yeah, were doing. Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. I think it was <laughs> Boiler- junior year was virtual, right? Yeah, Boilermaker yeah. Circuit is like only for ECE students. Um, it's like a day or two before IR. These are companies who specifically want ECE students for their internships, and only ECE students can go. Plus, it's in the black and gold gym, which means it's AC'd, which is super nice. That is That's true. Like a win-win. It is a win-win. That is a win-win. And the lines are a lot shorter because you're only talking with like companies who want ECE kids instead of going to somewhere like, I don't know, Honda or Toyota who want mechanicals and electricals and material science and X and Y and Z. Yeah. So... They're only interviewing for your double E and compy positions, which is really amazing and a great resource for you to always use. 
So what have been some of like the biggest names that you've seen like in those companies? Microsoft is big at IR. Are you talking about the Boilermaker circuit or yeah, the, bo- the Boilermaker? So circuit. Qualcomm is a very significant hire I've from seen there. Cisco, John Deere as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Have you been to a Boilermaker circuit? Uh, I did not go this semester. Do they even have it this semester? Um, they don't have it this semester. They always have it the semester of IR. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I did go to IR. Okay, okay. Well, just for you to note for next year when you when you are I oh, you're not even job hunting at this point. You're I always think you're a junior. I mean, <laughs> um, I might be because like I'm going to planning on graduating in 3 years. So. Ah. Oh, that's right. Somebody did tell me that. That couldn't be me. But <laughs> <laughs> congratulations. I really hope you make it. Thanks. I'm going to try my best. I've yeah. already walked under the bell tower a few times. So I, I don't know. It's okay. Know. Bell tower is only if you don't get a degree in four. So technically you're not if you're going for three. You See, know what that I mean? was my logic. That yeah. was my logic. That's what everyone tells me. I haven't been under the bell tower. I'm not going. I'm and if not. you double walk, it undoes it. So Ooh, make sure you walk an odd number of times, right. my guy. Exactly. Yeah. It's at like lining. At Purdue, we have this tradition where if we walk under the bell tower, it means you won't graduate on time. But on time means four years. So yeah, my man Vikram proved that wrong. Yeah. I, I saw that on your story the other yeah. day. That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast with us, Jake. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Yeah. Peace. All right. Well, we're back, everyone. And uh, right now we have uh, Damien, if you'd like to introduce yourself real quick. Yeah, hello. My name is Damien Cepeda. I'm an electrical engineer. Okay. All right. And you you said you're a sophomore, right? Yes. Okay. Cool. Perfect. All right. We're just going to ask a couple, you know, get to know you questions. Yeah. Some pretty generic stuff. Nothing too technical. Nothing too EC oriented. Yeah. It's your uh, first interview, Rob. <laughs> so make sure yeah. You make a good impression. I'm very honored to be on here. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, I expect a LinkedIn message after this Thank saying. You. Uh, Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. Hopefully you consider me. Mm-hmm, I've attached mm-hmm. my resume along with this. I'm expecting it now. <laughs> uh, all right. So the first question is, if you're only allowed to eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be and why? why okay so this is i didn't even have to think for this answer crab rangoons with sweet and sour sauce Ooh, that's, yo, that's, that's like a good one yeah that's like top five like if not the best food ever made honestly in my opinion that's a solid one that is a solid <laughs> one i'm gonna have to agree that's yeah solid. i don't know I don't, if it's top five for me but it is good i don't really know what a crab rangoon is oh it's like what wait really it's yeah. like it's like kind of like a wonton but it's filled with cream cheese and yeah crab. but it's like crunchy oh, okay. it's yeah like, it's like crunchy yeah, it's like a crunchy wonton if it had cream cheese and crab in it exactly i don't like i don't call it crab rangoon and also i think that's like a continental u.s thing because i've never heard of it well yeah because like they probably call it different I don't yeah know. interesting yeah yeah and like okay for me i don't like cream cheese in any of my like wonton or sushi i i hate i mean it's not sushi, oh, dude. Though. cream cheese and sushi loki slaps no <laughs> the california rolls no. yes the hard, california rolls this guy knows what's up dude hard no hard no but okay i respect it i guess um, <laughs> all right wow. i guess the second question would be if you were oh what what do you take everywhere with you like constantly Okay, so I don't know if anybody else has told you this. Like, I know Cesar was on here, but, you know, we have saturation squad, so I take this IRL 530N MOSFET on a keychain everywhere I go. No. I, I feel what? like 
I feel like it gave me luck on the 2K2 exam. That's kind of funny. That's a very <laughs> creative response to that question. I'm not. I did not see that coming. That's like as soon as you whipped out the keychain, I'm like, oh, he's probably gonna pull up, you know, some some yeah. nice gift or something <laughs> that someone gave him. But that's transistor. A, yeah, that's a. Yeah. Is it a MOSFET or a transistor? It's a MOSFET. I looked it up. I'm, yeah. like, I know my stuff. <laughs> I, I made sure to to know it's a MOSFET. Yeah. Very cool. Very. Cool. Very cool. I don't know anything about MOSFETs anymore. <laughs> anymore? Like you don't need them anymore? Oh, I'm a sophomore. We need them a lot right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in your linear circuits class, in your fundamentals two class, yeah. if you will, right? <laughs> yeah, I I didn't decide to go into the semiconductor industry and all of that, so I don't use MOSFETs anymore. Surprise, surprise. I'm big into the semiconductor industry, so mm. I definitely need to be well aware of what a MOSFET that is. is. Yeah, we big. have a shortage right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a huge chip shortage. They were talking about there that in my is. senior design class. Mm-hmm. We're like they were like oh order your components as soon as possible because it's only a matter of time until everything runs out or your ship time is going to be ridiculously high yeah yeah actually you should go for the microcontroller like f4 for some reason is never yeah no we already picked our microcontroller we're just gonna use the one that's available in lab the esp32 so oh is that a project or what is it yeah it's for senior design yeah i'm in senior design right now it's like basically right before you graduate either your senior year first semester or your second semester you have to do this thing called senior design which is essentially like like you use knowledge from previous classes in order to build like a senior project uh, and usually you're either in a group of three or a group of four it's depending on what class you're on yeah it's like a capstone it's project capstone. exactly yeah yeah so i took it in my first semester of senior year and naveen's taking it now in our second semester of senior year yeah so i get to watch naveen struggle <laughs> and i wasn't here last semester to watch sarah struggle yeah. so that's unfortunate yeah <laughs> yeah good old days um Anyways, sorry. Let's move on with this interview, dude. I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, All right. So, what's your favorite coding language? Okay, so I'm, I'm gonna be honest. My favorite coding language is Python. I know, I know a lot of people will not like that because I actually do not. I hate C. Like, I, yes. <laughs> I don't like C. Preach, because, brother. Yeah, preach. I do not like. I don't prefer coding. So Python is just easier. It's like it's a lot of English. It's simpler to just type in. That's why I chose to be EE because I like hardware more. I would like I would I would honestly I would not enjoy my life if I was a software engineer. <laughs> to, to be fair. This is a call out against me. I was get, literally just about to say, out of the three of us in this room, only one of us is going into software. Yeah, I know. And we're all double E too. So, what do you what do you think you want to go into if not software? Um, prob- probably electrical systems, like just designing the hardware aspect of products. Like, like I would. If I were to choose, I would probably design cars or something like that. Like control like, systems yeah, for a car? Yeah, control systems okay, for a car. Oh, that's, that's sick. That's that's sick. Like or electric vehicles. Yeah. That's dope. That's dope. EV was the other industry that I, I really wanted to get into, but yeah. it's just so difficult to get the attention of a recruiter these days. For sure, for sure. Yeah. And especially with like how selective certain companies are, like Tesla, mm-hmm. Rivian and stuff. Mm-hmm. I know that like those companies are wild yeah i've already yeah. felt that like i had a career fair the like a couple of days ago and i was like like how do i make them know that i matter like how do i like how do they how are they gonna care about me like i'm just some kid like <laughs> asking them questions Dude, oh my god i've never felt something so hard like it's so true like getting a recruiter's attention is difficult but honestly it's just a numbers game it's just a matter of constantly keeping uh keep on trying and just talk to different recruiters in different yeah. fields try to reach out to people not necessarily just through career fairs but through linkedin and you know in general i know the cco has a pretty good 
platform where you can apply for certain jobs and it automatically goes into like an internal pool that's reserved for Purdue kids and whatnot. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah. yeah. For me specifically, I actually didn't have a problem with this because I'd won the scholarship for women in tech. And if you identify as a woman in tech, you can also apply for this. It's the Grace Hopper Scholarship. Interesting. Well, I yeah. personally don't identify as a woman. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a, a week long, I guess like a whole recruiting event, dude. It was crazy. Companies were coming up to me and they were like, hey, I noticed you're in double E. Do you want a job? And I was like, Sick. whoa. Wait, so you're double E, but you're doing software? Yep. Why? Surprise, surprise. <laughs> I know. I don't know. I thought I was going to go into power for a really long time. And then I did a couple of internships in power and I was like, huh. It's not fun. Don't like that anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was nothing like the theory. And I guess work experience is super nice for me getting to know what I wanted and didn't want. So I'm excited to try something new. Um, I did get a job in double E as well. So yeah. if it ever, if the software Wait, thing. I got um I got offered as a power performance engineer at Intel. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That was, that was another job offer that I had. It was super exciting. I really wanted to do it. Um, but they required me to have some knowledge in computer architecture, which personally I'm afraid of because I don't know if you've taken 270 digitals. I'm taking it right now. Yeah, yeah. Not my cup of tea. It hasn't gotten too bad yet, but a lot of it's starting to get annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that personally isn't my cup of tea. I know Naveen definitely loves those kinds of things like Apex Big fan. Design. Big yeah. fan. Yeah, see, I couldn't, I couldn't stand another thing in it. So I was <laughs> like, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't do this because they wanted, they were thinking about making me get my master's in like future architecture. And I was yeah. like, Oof, I don't think I can do that, man. The labs are kind of fun, but the lecture stuff is just, I don't know, it's hard to keep track of. Like, I don't, I still don't even know what a K-map is. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. I don't either. Um, okay. I think Carnot Maps is probably one of the most interesting concepts I've learned in college. Like, it still blows my mind. Like, I've read, read up so much about it because, like, back when I was learning about it, I'm like, how did anyone come up with this? Because it's such an obscure thing to see. Like, oh, I can actually simplify an SOP using, like, a... A literally just a square it's so <laughs> weird it like messes yes. with me so hard k maps or carnot maps carnot maps yeah carnot yeah i don't know i don't know how to actually pronounce it it's like i don't even know what it is i'm trying to explain it to our listeners it's basically a way know. where if you have like a really large like um collection of terms like you know you have a intersect b plus b intersect c plus and a bunch of random terms it's a way of simplifying it to make it so that you don't use so you try to minimize the number of gates that you use when you're actually simulating that circuit in real life yeah so it's a lot of like optimization yeah it's um, basically just optimization yeah, of gates and a, gate usage it's a good way for visual learners to see certain sums of products and stuff like that yeah so personally i'm not a visual learner so it did not help me period really yeah <laughs> yeah i'm a huge visual learner not at all yeah, me like, too I, but I, I tend to do a lot better when things tend to be in like i guess diagram form or just like visually represented it usually helps me out a lot yeah i'm trying to force myself to become a visual learner because i feel like in software you have to visualize stuff. visualizing data structures helps a lot for yeah, sure yeah that's what i'm that's what i'm hearing that's why i'm trying to force myself to be a visual learner I just feel like it's hard to learn in lecture because it's not at my pace. Like, I need to slow it down and really try to understand it. 
before yeah. I can do anything in it. I felt that. There are certain concepts that I'm able to pick up faster, and there are certain concepts that I can't pick up unless I watch the same thing three or four times because I have to, like, engrave it into my mind, if that makes sense. Yep, that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Damien, what class would you do again, and why? Uh, 2K1. Because, I mean, that, like, it's a hard class. I got a B in it, but I saw the exam that people took like yesterday or no the day before yesterday i saw the questions and i was, I was just kind of mad because they made it so much easier this semester <laughs> <laughs> that's funny that's what we think about you guys i was literally just yes. gonna say i feel like every semester i'm like bruh this is the class they nerfed it no oh, like like yeah. 2k2 was definitely easier and i'm happy about that but like <laughs> i feel so like sad. i definitely feel like i could have gotten maybe like a b plus or an a or something if i retook 2k1 also just because the first exam was really terrible for me because i didn't even know i was going to be and i didn't didn't know i was going to be an ece in freshman year like it wasn't something that i was building up to so it's like i was not used to it at all i had no idea yeah 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 i feel that it's definitely a learning curve um but i believe that every student can definitely jump on that wave and ride the curve for sure for sure is that a is that a pun like like a sinusoidal wave (laughs) <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, um, 2K1 or 20,001 is our electrical engineering fundamentals one. So it doesn't really use differential math as much, um, but definitely talks about the basics of circuits and goes very, very little bit into MOSFETs and transistors. Yeah. Definitely learned a lot. I hope it changes a lot, I feel. Um, but... Our classes are always evolving with the industry's technology. So that's what makes Purdue electrical and computer engineering just one of the best degrees in the nation. Wouldn't you agree, Naveen? Yes. (laughs) Okay, thanks for elaborating on that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Thanks, Damien, for coming on the podcast. Thank thank you for having me. Liam, do you want to introduce yourself real quick? Yeah, I'm, I'm Liam. I just coded into uh, electrical engineering here at Purdue. I'm a sophomore, so it's all exciting. What did you code from? Uh, I moved around a bit, but to from CNIT speci- specifically to uh, WE. So. What is CNIT? Computer Information Technology. Oh, so. very interesting, very interesting. Okay, so first first part, we'll try to get to know you as like a person. So we'll just ask you some non-specific ECE questions. Non-ECE questions, sorry. <laughs> um, okay, so what do you hope to gain from just college and the college experience in general? Yeah, um, I've been at Purdue for, this is my third year now, and I've moved around a bit. So uh, really like looking around, you just start to notice how many people... Uh, are just so knowledgeable in very specific areas. So it's a great opportunity to become a lot more well-rounded and uh, learn a lot more uh, in depth than even just what you're studying specifically. For sure, for sure. I totally understand that. And I guess another question would be like, who's your favorite musical artist? I like to ask that to people as well. Yeah, I, w- I would say Frank Ocean. He's oh, he's the GOAT. Yeah. I, Lost has been on repeat. In my oh head yeah. Now. Like that's all <laughs> I listen to. Literally, as soon as I wake up, I listen to Lost on repeat five times, then I get out of bed. Yeah, that, it's been hitting the spot. That's spine. a banger. It's been hitting <laughs> so hard lately. Oh is, is that your favorite uh, Frank Ocean song? For yeah. sure, for sure. What's for your sure. favorite Frank Ocean song? Do you have one? It varies, but right now, Skyline 2. It's such a vibe. So. Okay. I think I've heard that one a couple times. I remember liking it a lot, too. Yeah. yeah. 
All right, Naveen. All right, so now we're going to get into a little bit more questions that are related to the EC department in specific. The first one being, you know, since you've moved around a lot, you probably have a lot of insight on a lot of different majors. So what advice do you have for incoming sophomores in EC? I think be prepared to, like, work really hard. and But also know, like, I'm moving around. Like, I was never fully, like, do I want to do this? Do I want to do this? And, like, once I realized, oh, this is what I want to do, like, sure, like, you want to be lazy sometimes. But it becomes a lot easier to work hard when you really, like, look into, like, uh, what parts you want to do because once you have that ankle it's easy to become passionate um, and you can like really deep grind in and realize well if I work hard now and I get an A then I can get that internship early one I can get that undergraduate research or sorry or the graduate research um, because then like when you have something to work forward to everything becomes easier and it's a breeze to like spend 12 hours in a day like just doing like math homework randomly sometimes yeah. preach yeah <laughs> so. I get that all right, and another question that we had, which was... Yeah, I guess we'll just go with, how did you know that you wanted to go into, like, Compi? Can you, like, talk a little bit more about your journey and bouncing around different majors and coming <laughs> here? Yeah, um, so in high school, my dream was, like, to become a doctor, specifically emergency medicine. Then you look into it and realize all of these people hate their life and their job once they're, like, <laughs> practicing. <laughs> So I quickly changed my mind on that one. <laughs> I got you, I got you. Um, yeah, yeah. And then I was thinking physics, because I like physics and like the mathematics behind it. I've always had, had a bit of a, a proclivity for that area yeah. of STEM. Um, and I was looking into that and realized like how cutthroat the research industry is in academics once you start to get up and up um, in your education. So I was like, nah, that's not it. Then I tried CNIT. It was just really boring. <laughs> so <laughs> I uh, I thought about it a lot and I wanted to... I really still like medicine and biology, so I wanted to mix that in. And the neurobiology um, graduate research at Purdue is really interesting. Um, yeah. So that's the end goal, and I want to come at it from an electrical engineering side because um, with the BME degree, you're, I, from what I've talked to other BME uh, graduates, it's a little bit too broad in its areas, and you end up like having to teach yourself the specifics, especially because if like you're wanting to do research generally they have an expert for each field that they want the research in right so like if you're too broad you can't really do much but if you like specify in an area and then you can mold your way around in there to fill in the gaps instead of trying to learn yeah. too many things at once at, right. at a shallow level yeah. yeah one of our good friends altai is actually uh he also has a lot of interests that lie both in the field of electrical engineering and bme so he has that you know that yeah. That little bit of motivation that comes from that stems from medicine, where he's like, "Oh, I yeah. want to contribute towards like prosthetics and stuff like that." So I feel like, in that sense, I definitely do get where you're coming from. Yeah, it's, it's a lot more gratifying than like the money of it. It's yeah. like if I can like work hard, then I can help people. You know? Yeah, you're contributing towards a cause significantly larger than yourself. Yeah, yeah. and therefore you're immortal. It's <laughs> <laughs> a, a good way of thinking about it. A fun fact about our BME or biomedical engineering program here and electrical en and computer engineering is that the BME program at Purdue was derived off of the electrical engineering and computer engineering programs. Yeah. So Interesting. Maybe that's why they still have to take like EC301 and whatnot. Yeah. They have to learn a lot about uh, signals and systems. So it's very important for them. And a lot of ECE kids take a lot of BME classes sometimes because they're like you. They're like, oh, really interested in the prosthetics and mm -hmm. biomedical engineering in general, but didn't necessarily want to go into it. So, Interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no shade at VME. That was... <laughs> yeah, that, that sounded a little bad out of context. I think I just clipped. Sorry, whoever was editing. Oh, no. You, yeah, you're good. Sorry, Julian. Yeah, this no, is going to be good, hard. Um, <laughs> thanks for coming on today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah thank you so much. Well, we're back, everyone, and... Uh, <laughs> Now we have Back Sean. Again. You want to introduce yourself, Sean? Uh, yeah. Hi, I'm Sean. I'm a sophomore in computer engineering right now. Okay. All right. Well, we'll start off with some pretty high-level questions just to get to know you a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But um, what would your ideal superpower be and why? Oh, um, ideal superpower would probably be uh, telekinesis just because it's kind of cool. You can, like, move things around with your mind. Um and I feel like it's pretty versatile. You can do a lot of stuff with it. Is there any movie character who inspired this? Whenever I think of telekinesis, I always jump to like uh, Phoenix from X-Men. Uh, I don't think anything specifically uh, inspired it, but if I can think of something, maybe like uh, One Punch Man. Um, okay, and, okay. Uh, that, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't remember her name. It's been a while since I've uh, like read it. I need to get back into it, but uh, the girl from like one punch man you can use like telekinesis i i don't i'm only like five episodes in and yeah. i kind of stopped <laughs> all right um second what is your favorite place that you've ever been to um favorite place i've ever been to uh i went to austria when i was in uh sixth grade uh, and i really enjoy skiing so there's great skiing spots there so it was just really fun to travel there and be able to ski in some pretty cool places oh are that's you, cool are you a uh what is that black diamond is that, is that what it, is? Uh, it depends on the mountain because oh, like dang. the um the like labels depend on what mountain you're on because it's all relative right so right there's some places i can't do that and then some places where you know it's a very difficult mountain and i i try to stay away just because <laughs> you should have you should have seen naveen and i we actually went skiing together one time yeah, yeah like we went skiing like two or, yeah two or three weekends yeah, ago yeah you should have seen us we're like beginners on uh, like on uh martin luther king weekend no we went to no, perfect the weekend north because yeah. i went i went that weekend and i was trying to teach some of my friends their yeah. first times uh oh yeah like one, one of the people i was teaching was uh who's just i don't know if you guys know oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just it was just a blast because like they'd never skied before right? yeah and no, i was hilarious we one should, of my friends yeah we should have asked you to help us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been cool. Where else have you traveled to besides, you know, Austria? Um, I've been to a lot of places. Uh, my uh, mom got a sabbatical um, from her work. She used to work at Starbucks. She doesn't anymore. Uh, so she ended up uh, taking a year off, and she wanted to travel. Uh, so she kind of just pulled me out of school, pulled my sister out of school, and kind of dragged us along. I wasn't a fan of. I wasn't really a fan of it at the time, but I've grown to appreciate it. So like, oh, that's really cool. Went to Austria, Germany, um, uh, South America. So, oh wow! So yeah. not just Europe. You did like an yeah, entire world Europe. tour. Yeah. That's crazy. So it was also um, Bolivia, Peru, Chile, Argentina, Uruguay, and then we also went to uh, Southeast Asia in Japan. Ooh, where in Southeast Asia did you go? Uh, Thailand, Cambodia, Laos. And we walked across the border into Myanmar illegally, and then we walked back. Oh, wow. That's, that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, it was cool. pretty cool. Pretty cool. That's very sick. All right. Well, another question for you, Chief. Um, what's your favorite class in EC and why? Uh, right now, it's definitely ECE 270. Um, I just find it, like, very fun, like, actually fun. Like, other classes in the past, you know, I, I'm always kind of like, okay, I got to force myself to do the work. But ECE 270 is like, 
they release a new lab, I'm doing it immediately because I enjoy doing it. Like I spend my weekends like building the circuits and like testing it because it's it's just fun to do. So I definitely say that, especially the lab portion of the EC270. Yeah, no, EC270 was my favorite EC class too. I enjoyed it a lot. Digital circuits are yeah my cup of tea. Not my <laughs> cup of tea, but I respect those very much who like 270. They just never clicked with me, you know. And some things never click with you, and that's okay. That's like fair. That. That's yeah. fair. Yeah, no, that happens to me every now and then. There are a couple classes where I'm still eh, a little on the fence about. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so last question. What class would you do again, and why? Uh, yeah, i definitely do either EC264 or CS159, just because I feel like I'm worse at programming than all the other compies. Um, so <laughs> just, like, to build up, like, my coding strengths a little more. Like re- retake it and like really focus in on like those classes probably. Yeah. One thing about programming that I feel like at least I've learned recently is that you don't need a formal course in order to teach you the fundamentals of programming. There's literally like there are infinite resources on YouTube, yeah. there's courses and stuff like that. So if you ever feel like, you know, you, you, you want to improve on your programming skills and honestly just practice, dude. Like I know a ton of kids literally just grind lead code every single minute they get free time. It's like <laughs> I cannot do that. I, I think, cannot do that. I think that lead code is more for like problem solving, but I still... For me, at least personally, I can't learn from YouTube videos. Interesting. So when it comes to like linked lists, binary trees, like Huffman coding compression, (laughs) it is so much for me, at least easier for me to learn from like a professor. Um, But grinding lead code, which I did for programming interviews, super useful as well. It's just a different type of like skill being utilized, I feel. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I, I completely understand that as well. Yeah, yeah. My programming skills sometimes I feel are very not great either. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for coming on the podcast with us. Oh yeah, no problem. Yeah, I appreciate it. All right, well, we've reached the conclusion of our episode. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you um, are interested in listening to more Boiler Up Power Down, pl- feel free to subscribe on Spotify as well as Apple Music. We will be seeing you next week. Wow, so formal. What can I say? I was just going to say, like, I'm the better host. That's it. We'll see about that. Yeah, okay. See See you next week.